Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Wherever in the world you're coming from, it's International Tea Day, and we are thrilled to be having this special session with you. Now, I'm sorry, it's a little bit lonely here. We are taking precautions to make sure that we are distanced and that we are watching for the safety of our team. And so it's just a few of us, but that doesn't detract from this great occasion. Why is tea so incredibly important? And why do we celebrate Tea Day at all? Well, when my father first launched Dilma, it was with a commitment to taste, goodness, and purpose. And aren't those things that we need more than ever today in these challenging times? And so we're going to start. We're going to have a chat with my father. Now, he is anxiously waiting at home. He's also isolated, so we have no crew. We have my son, though, who's stepped into the breach and who's manning the computer over there. But we, we do have something that we want to share with you first. To introduce the tea maker, his mission has been something incredible, something remarkable. So this kid from this little village in Sri Lanka who had no chance of achieving anything beyond working for the tea industry managed to transform that industry. And he did it with the help of a lot of people, most importantly, his faith in God. But what he did is encapsulated by something that we today reaffirm, the commitment that surrounds Dilma. And so it's on the screen for you right now, but I want to read it out because it's something that we love to hear and my colleagues and I enjoy it because that gives us purpose ourselves. More than anything at Dilma, we believe in being kind. Kindness is at the heart of everything we do. We spread kindness by doing everything with care and respect. This means respecting nature, growing only the finest ingredients and protecting the environment. It means respecting our workers, providing them with good working conditions and fair wages for their efforts. It means respecting our customers. We don't mix our teas, we uphold the highest standards and do not compromise quality to enhance profit. We make the best tea in the world and we use our earnings to support those that need that little bit of kindness the most. And with that, I want to introduce once again, like I did together with my brother two weeks ago, I want to introduce my father, the most experienced tea maker in the world who is in active service today. So we have, yes, do we have my father? Can we put my father on screen. Hello. Go ahead. I Normally, I have five or six cups of tea a day. Today, I'm having three extra cups for the international tea day. Plus, we are having a real thunderstorm here. It's warm here. You try And so I add to my father's wishes a happy international tea day. So we had a few questions and we're going to put them to my father. Now, we couldn't answer all the questions. Thank you so much. You know, last occasion on the 6th of May, we were so disappointed that for the second consecutive year, my father would have his birthday in isolation. But boy, were we wrong. 1,300 plus of our friends and family from around the world joined us. And thank you for that. So we couldn't answer all the questions. There were so many, but there are a couple. And there's one in particular that I'm going to put to my father whilst we've got some questions coming through already. Tati, the question, Tati means father in our language. The question is, over the past 70 years, how has your passion for tea making knitted the family closer? And do you think this special bond 
will ensure that the brand will be a memorable one for Sri Lankans years from now. That was a question I was asked. Train my children in a way that they are part and parcel of what I do by being God, by disciplines and walking around, admiring nature, sustainability, and all the good things important in life. So he is in my bloodstream and it is slowly going into their bloodstream. So therefore, as a family, we do things together and care and share equally. And for generations, I am sure for the third generation, I'm sure of all that. And it will follow. I'm very confident that for the next four or five generations, my faith in what I do will prevail and we will grow into my children, grandchildren, grandchildren. Thank you. So we have a few questions coming through. Thank you. Thank you, Mahamadul. Uh, happy International Tea Day, he says. Now, there's one interesting one from Kasun. And Kasun wants to know your advice for young entrepreneurs who seek to take their brands or their entrepreneurship to the world. Tati, what do you have to say there? Well, two simple answers. If you know the subject well, commit yourself to do it wholeheartedly, commitment and integrity. So that as your business grows, you don't reduce the quality to make more money. If you make those commitments, you can be fairly certain that you will achieve the success you want. And so we have a, another question, and this one is probably a little more personal. Last time you were asked, if you didn't go into tea, what else would you do? Now this question is a similar one. It's a question that says, if you had the possibility to advise yourself when you were age 20, what would, that is at the beginning of a journey, what would your advice be to your 20-year-old young Meryl Fernando? Well, that is a tough question. <laughs> I don't think I can advise any 20-year-old as a 20-year-old man. Well, I had other ambitions. I wanted to become a lawyer and defend people who are accused unfairly and fight for them in court of law. Then that didn't come through, but my ambition, real ambition, was to do it. And I was called to that profession. So here I have grown in the profession. I believe in it. Uh, and I, if you want one advice, as I repeated myself, commit yourself to do what you want immediately, immediately after you leave your secondary education or university education and pursue it. Good. Thank you. You know, I want to I want to explain why we have a few audio issues. If you don't live in Sri Lanka, you will not know or you may not know the intensity of a tropical rainstorm. It pours and they say when it rains, it pours in Sri Lanka. When it rains, it just buckets down. And so audio, video, everything gets affected. My apologies for that. But we have another question. And Tati, the question is about tea and its health benefits. How tea is good for your human health at this time of COVID-19, the pandemic? Maybe I'll give a little bit of a, a precursor to that. And I will add the fact that because tea strengthens the immune system, because tea has 
unique richness in plant-based antioxidants. That is the foundation of how tea enhances your immune system and helps you to resist disease of any sort. We would, it is difficult, I mean, it is not a cure. There are cures in tablets and other medicines, but it is part of a healthy regime of a healthy diet and so on. And so, Tati, the question extends to you to ask yes. how the health benefits in tea, how those motivated you in the second part of our commitment, which is to goodness, natural goodness in tea. Was that a factor in your journey? Yes. And I don't have to say it now. Just it is public knowledge that the Chinese way of resisting the coronavirus is three or four times steam inhaling, four or five cups of tea. And China drinks a lot of Dilma tea. So I can add to that saying, I respect most of it is Dilma tea. But the fact is, from the very beginning, health benefits in tea were known to the Chinese, Japanese, Asians. Now, when it went to the West, those health benefits were minimized because they added sugar and milk. So the best way to drink tea, to draw all of its benefits, health benefits, antioxidants, is to drink black tea. If you must have it sweet, use bees honey, no more. And so we have good wishes from Chef Bernd Uber, all the way from Australia. Thank oh, you, yes. Bernd. Happy International Tea Day, Bernd. Well, good luck. Have another one. Good scotch on me. And followed by Ranvakta tea. Uh, okay, that's a, we should be beeping there because uh, scotch, I hope you understand, he means scotch eggs, not nothing else. Uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have another entrepreneur who is asking, um, if a company trying to develop an export brand, what are the most important factors um, in terms of the complexity of developing an export brand like what you have done? Well, you must commit yourself to deliver in your product. That is exceptional. All the big brands reduce their important significance as the sales go up. You say, I have committed to bring my product, whatever it is, the best quality and integrity. It will not change for a hundred years or more. And honor your promise and say, as my profits grow, I'm going to help the poor. When you do that, you get the warmth of consumers and good Lord's blessing for you to succeed. So, and the success must never be yours alone because that is greed. Share your success with the poor and the needy and your sales will go. That I assure you. So we have a few more questions. Um, how do you differentiate tea from coffee, which is a very well-marketed product, when you're talking to customers in the West? Tea and coffee are different products completely. And I knew a great man about who knew all about coffee. He used to be my friend, Dr. Oreste. And he used to tell me how good coffee is. And particularly, Arabica has these good points. However, tea is unbeatable as a natural beverage. Its antioxidants are known to every chef. And generally, potential customers know a little bit of it. So I usually explain to them and educate them 
and hopefully some of those people will never touch coffee again. Wonderful. So, couple of other questions. Is it a myth that green tea is the healthiest, healthiest compared to other types of tea? No. Green tea and black tea have exactly the same benefits except catechins content in green tea is higher than in black tea. However, polyphenols in black tea cover up of what is short in black tea in the form of catechins. So it has the same thing. Most people believe in uh, believe that green tea is better. Maybe because green tea was first introduced in the world, Chinese, Japanese, and only after it went to uh, the West that they desecrated the good things in tea. And we have also greetings from Makoto Imura. Uh -huh. We have uh, Makoto saying, uh, Mr. Fernando Dilhan-san, happy World Tea Day. Would appreciate if you would let us know the background. Why did you choose Australia as the first market for Dilma? And I would like to know how you started your journey to introduce Dilma tea to the world. Well, it was a journey. I started long, long ago when I was probably about 14, 15 years of age. When I visited the plantations and saw them, the clean air, quality and smell of tea all around the plantation, especially around the tea factory. I love the taste, the, the, the smell. Then, of course, I love the taste and quality. Then, thereafter, I followed it so that very judiciously. And when I came to the secondary, past my secondary education, I had this opportunity to get into the world of tea. And I got in there and I'm still learning. Tea, tea is a huge subject. It has a lot of benefits. So I'm still learning all about tea. And that will spread to our customers, to my family, to my friends, all that. Because today, tea, there are only traders who buy as cheap as possible, sell it as high as possible a price, and getting and hiring big celebrities at huge fees and spraying the tea while they pay a pittance for the tea worker and the produce. That's the world today. So we have from Thomas Witomsky. Yes, thank you, Thomas. All the way from Warsaw. Happy Tea Day. And from uh, Mahamadul, Bangladesh is behind on producing specialty tea because of a lack of proper knowledge to the pioneer Dilma. Have any plans to exchange? Um, my father made a commitment to Pure Ceylon, Mahamadul. So Ceylon it is. And uh, we have lots of questions, appreciations, and thanks on International Tea Day. So I want to thank everyone, and I want to wish each of you a happy tea day and our appreciation for joining us on this special occasion. Thank you very much. And Tati, would you like to close with something? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't answer the previous question. I was the why Dilma saw the light of day in Australia. I used to sell a huge quantity of tea in bulk to blenders and packers in Australia. So I knew the trade. I knew the wrong side of the trade, that is bulk, bulk, bulk tea shipments, while others, uh, my opponents, were branded tea supplies in Australia. I knew the market well, and I knew Australia is a very expensive nation. So I had friends, and when I suggested to them, I'm going to do this, the blenders and packers say, I don't want to know you, that is our business. Your business is to supply the raw material. I said, no, I want to change that, give my people a better break. So that is how I started. And when I took the first consignments into Australia, I had some of my worst 
experiences in life. The opponents, the bulk tea packers, all got together and they formed what is called uh, Australian Tea Alliance. And they invited me to be there. I said, I asked them, what is the purpose? They said, the purpose is that we should make common claims for all our teas. <laughs> because I said, pure silver tea, fresh tea, grown at package in Sri Lanka, the world's finest tea and so forth, so forth. And from the profits, I will share with the poor and the needy. So they said, you shouldn't make those claims. We should make common claims. I said, I wrote in my letter, that is not my objective. I want to make claims so that people will know oh, there is a real tea, real silog tea, because in Australia, we were supplying 52 million pounds per year, 1 million pounds per week. And we had lost almost all that. And they were buying about 3 million pounds when I launched Dilma. Of course, consumption had also gone down because of the tea bags. Because you get from a kilo of tea, you get maybe 250 bags, tea bags. But in bulk tea, you will probably get 125 cups of really good tea in loose leaf tea. So having that background in Australia, I launched Dilma tea there. And <clears throat> consumers loved it because they said, we were used to Ceylon tea all these years, but in the last 10 years or so, we can't get Ceylon tea. They, were, they turned to cheaper sources and they welcomed Dilma as a fantastic tea and said, you're sharing your profits with the poor and the lady. That's what we wish to do. And Australians are known for giving the underdog a good chance. Wonderful comments from uh, also Edward from uh, Finland. Caroline, thank you. Thank you so much. We, have, we are just about out of time. We want to thank you all for joining us today on this special day. So much going on in the tea world. And thank you for spending your time with us. Have a wonderful International Tea Day. Thank you very much for joining us today. And as always, keep trying it.